And what's your name, stinky girl? Mary. Oh. And what's your name? Steph. Well, this is a dedication to Stanky Mary and Stanky Steph. Ooh, ooh-wee, you're just as stanky as can be. Can, can somebody, somebody open, open up the window? window? Hey, Ronald. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. We have another very crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's an actor, writer, and producer who you've seen in shows like Dave, The Wire, and AP Bio. Please welcome Jarvis George. More, give us more, give us more. <laughs> so glad to have you on, Mr. Jarvis. How are you, sir? Yeah, man. I'm I'm great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, good yeah. to have you. We are big fans of your work. Glad to have you on. How's your summer been? <sighs> Hot. <laughs> Hot. Uh, and I know it's like such a such a, a trite, cliched answer, but um, you know, I'm in LA and we, you know, we typically have the hot weather during the summer, but like the rest of the world, we got this this fucking heat wave that is going on, yes. and you you literally have jumped in the oven and just closed the door. Said fuck it. It's I'm true, just... and it's hot everywhere. You're right, but you called in the Phoenix tonight. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, Phoenix native oh. here. Yeah, this is the talk about fiery pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs> so so you guys are like, okay, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. Our microphones are melting in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, you have been a part of some great projects, and it was Dave I've seen you in most recently. This is one of our favorite comedies right now, and yep. the season one finale was an extremely <clears throat> memorable episode. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, it was. Uh, what did you know about the show before shooting, and did you have any idea what to expect? Uh, I actually, I didn't know anything about Dave. You know, you, you know, typical actor shit. You get the call, um, and you, you audition and stuff. Um, I didn't know Dave was Lil Dicky when I first showed up on set, um, which in the hip hop world, you know, you sound like the old dude right? when you say some, you know, I'm old school, you know, uh, golden age hip hop. So, you know, I'm, I'm Wu-Tang. I'm, uh, so I had seen his, his YouTube videos and like the one where he's trying to shoot a music video and he's knocking on people's doors and shit. But uh, I actually saw him earlier uh on sway in the morning and he caught my eye in the way that he probably catches most people's eyes it was like this white dude who has like crazy flow yeah. <laughs> like like he can spit and, and who can real spit like the old school way where it's like dj is like i'm just gonna throw out a track right and you better you better keep up and dave was like crushing it and so when i i knew little dicky from that uh, when I showed up, they were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to be on this guy, Dave. And uh, it's about a white guy. You know, he, he's just on the, the cusp of Internet stardom. Like he wasn't even he's not he's not influencer famous yet. According to the show, he was like, he's on the cusp of that. So I was like, oh, so he's still in the fucking basement. He ain't, he ain't doing shit. <laughs> and then I, I show up 
and I see them and I go, Little Dickies guest starring? And they're like, No, dude, that's Dave. Like, <laughs> I need for you to connect the dots. I was like, Oh, well, shit, okay. Little Dickie um, is Dave. <laughs> Little Dickie is Dave. You know, I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah, it's totally his, you know, uh, alter ego. You know, he runs in the phone booth and comes out and he's like, Da 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 da. Little D. And it was, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Um, and of course, actors say that all the time. They go, oh my God, it was the greatest episode I'd have been on. I've never fucking done anything like that in my life. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really, it really was like, he, he comes up to me, he daps me up. He's like, Hey man, uh, thank you for, you know, great to have you and stuff like that. And, um, I was actually only supposed to do one episode at first. That was just, you know, I was booked for that. And he goes, the way we're writing it, he's just funny. He goes, yeah, the writing for this other episode, it wasn't great because I wrote it. It fucking sucked. So here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to shoot this shit too. And we want you to come and do this with us, you know, but it's going to be improv, you know, you good. And I was... And I was like, hell yeah. You know, you some actors you say that too, and it's like, oh my God, because you 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 feel like you're gonna wet the bed. Uh, you know, some of the great improv com- uh, comedic actors, you start thinking about that. Right. Yeah. You know, oh my God, it's shit, it's Jim Carrey, or oh my God, it's it's Vince Vaughn or or people like that, Eddie Murphy. But then I was like, yeah, let's roll. And um we just started vibing, all of us, me, him, Santino. Um, all the other actors in the scene, and it was it was great. Which and then we was all that? that was improv. The actually the first episode. So so the first episode where I show up, where we're at the his first meeting yes. with the the record executives. Yep. Yes. My section was was all improv with him. Uh, he was scripted with everybody else, but then because we were all improving, we were all free flowing off of each other and following the a loose framework of what was scripted. Um, but that scene, yeah, the whole, I've seen a lot of male whores and, you know, all that <laughs> <laughs> craziness. Um, but it was, it was just a, it was a really cool experience. And um, like, I loved it. Like I'm usually not the comedy guy. Uh, people, you know, I'm the guy that shows up, you know, that somebody got shot and I got to <laughs> hold a flashlight and you say, a you know, well, <laughs> yeah, a couple of those. I'm the authoritative, you know, oh, you know, well, it looks like, uh, you know, it's a 187, Jim. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. And everyone knows his shtick. You know, he obviously looks very out of place, but, you know, sounds really oh, good. Yeah. You know, what did you think of his acting chops? Does he have what it takes? He definitely does. He definitely does. And and that's the, that's the beauty of a show like Dave. You know, um, people think that they see somebody acting in a television show or a movie and that character is supposed to be them, that right. they're not acting, that there's no skill or craft involved. And it's actually quite the opposite. It's, it's, it's oddly enough, it's harder to be yourself in a, in a, in a project sure. than to be somebody different. I can believe that. Um, and that sounds so counterintuitive, but it's just, I don't know. It's just the way human beings are fucking wired. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. No, it's true. 
And you're right, um, this is definitely different from other shows. And I can appreciate a show that puts hyper-focus on dick jokes, but can also have really touching <laughs> moments. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it tugs at your peen and your heart. It does. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> the milking bed joke. You know, the milking bed. I dad, love right? that. You I know. love that. That was funny uh, as hell. That's Blair and Maya's favorite episode. <laughs> it is. Oh. They're, yeah, they're I'm, able I'm to relate to that. The milking bed. Oh, so you guys have the milking bed, right? You I'm know, sure. Like, oh. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> it's the it's a Christmas gift. Blake, <laughs> for Christmas. Birthday, fortieth birthday. But Blake, Blake is our my brother in law, and we can't talk about that. I can't situation. look at my brother in law discussing <laughs> milking tables. You you have to go in the cone of silence for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. fortieth of silence. And silence. But yeah, you know we have one. <laughs> of course. But you know he, that, and that's the beauty of uh, what he does is he's like I'm mining my life for this comedy, where we've all seen people do variations of that, but they usually don't do the warts yeah, part of it. Sure, they say, "Oh, I'm doing me." Yeah, but we don't do. They don't show you the behind closed doors, like you know. I'm I'm jerking off and I I can't jerk off until it's a picture of Kanye. You know I'm having sex with my lady, and it's, until I see Kanye, because that. that makes me bust. You know, it's it's hysterical and it's so weird. Something about its brutal honesty that yes. brutal it's, it's honesty. Yeah, just something brutal. about that. The gag with the the blow up doll. Yeah, I remember that he, that. that he hid, and his girl finds it. And the shame, the shame on his face. But at the same time, he goes, that's what I do. Like, right? <laughs> what do you want? Like, I love okay, that. What, do you, what do you want from me? What? You know. Yeah. And I, thought we being, being, I thought we were being vulnerable here. Yeah. And, touch, and that's the thing, totally vulnerable. And yeah. then the touching part is, this is who I am because of my penis with two holes right. <laughs> you know my shameful my deformed penis with two holes <laughs> his poor dysplasia <sighs> yeah um and you know and then even more so not just dave but the the like just the stark reality and and vulnerability of other characters on the show like gata the episode with Gata and, oh, and so Gata is my favorite character on the show. <laughs> How do you not love Gata? Are you kidding? Yeah. In that season two finale, man, that, that got yeah. me. I, if I that didn't get you, that I just like don't understand you. Yeah, you're dead inside. Yeah, you're, you're dead I don't inside. Understand there's, there's something you wrong with you. Absolutely. His episodes are so anxiety stricken, though. Like when when they're focused on Gata, I I my heart is beating out of my chest. But I, it's so I, real. It is it's like so I feel real. for the guy, and I I'm always pulling for him, but I'm always worried about him. He he's if this wasn't hip hop, if this wasn't like in the hip hop world, that character would have been the George Costanza. It would have been the hyper neurotic. Wow. I'm freaking out at yeah. everything. You know, yeah, it's shrinking. Right. You're right. But all of that is in this uber masculine, you know, I'm too cool for school, shit doesn't phase me yeah. world of celebrity by extension you know then hip-hop like there's all these check downs of every every uh thing that they're involved in where their humanity is is a is an x you can't do that can't say that you can't be that you can't be you you can't have um you know you can't have mental 
issues. You can't be afraid. You can't jerk off. You can't do this and that. And if you do, you got to say it in a rap in such a way so that you 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 fucked fifteen women afterwards to cover up <laughs> right, for the fact right. that you yeah. said that. Spot on. You, you, yeah. you have erectile dysfunction, like whatever. All of these things, and I remember watching the the pilot. We, we there was a screening, and we all came to watch the pilot. And I, uh, and you know, in our episodes, Gator wasn't there. So I didn't know him. I didn't know anything about him. And then I watched it and I went up to him afterwards. And I still think it's a travesty. I was like, bro, you're, you're going to get talked about for an Emmy. Yeah, like this is, yeah. he should have been. This yeah, is, agree. We should, been. we should be talking about you for an Emmy. And he was just like, thank you, brother. Thank you. You know, and I'm like, and I know everybody's going to come to you doing the Hollywood spiel of, oh my God. I mean, that's just, sometimes you do say things that while it might be a cliche, it also happens to be the truth. Awesome. And that's, that's what I'm telling you right now. And um, everyone I've ever talked to who watches the show, you guys, people who have, uh, you know, online, social media, uh, but even in the trades, talk about Gata in, in, in the same sentence with, with Dave, with Lil Dicky, about their work on the show and their honesty and revealing uh, parts of humanity in a world that oftentimes acts like it doesn't exist. Right. Everything is a fantasy. So yeah. we needed that character. So, so we bad. That. the honesty you're talking about is a big reason for so the success. Well um, and, and you had to play more the straight man in those scenes so that they could be themselves and be kind of wild over the top. Yeah. We need more characters like Ronald from <laughs> AP bio. That, yeah, that's that, right. That was the, that was the Jarvis. Uh, we need. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, man, let me, let me tell you some color me bad comes on. I'm your guy <laughs> you know color me bad comes on i will sit down and uh, you know because i can't sing for shit i can't hold a goddamn note but i will lip sync and air guitar the shit out of a song you were like oh my god he's amazing he's amazing give him give him a grammy right now air guitar, see, um, i gravitate more to the air drums i consider myself an air drummer i take it pretty seriously very I'm seriously air guitarist as well so i understand the craft she's but... an air rhythm guitarist it's not the same he's been caught in traffic air drumming to like he's actually been pulled over nowhere. i've been pulled over for air drumming, for air drumming. Yes, that's right. so when you do it do you have do you just air drum everything or do you have certain things that you know is that's your symbol Oh, that's no. always your symbol. Oh, I have you know, a, that's it's it. very, full dashboard. I've got a 22 piece set. It's a very, very specific setup. I've had to rearrange it a couple times, but for the last several years, it has been very consistent. <laughs> He's know, dialed in. Yeah, I know where everything is. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit, but I I would do uh, like your boy from from Def Leppard, the drummer. Yeah, yeah. And I would always have that one moment where you do the the the, the stick twirl. You do the oh, drumstick twirl course. and you hit when you hit it and then you come up and you just you just roll your fingers like fucking right. <laughs> Bitches, do you see all this? <laughs> if you're not twirling, yeah. you're not air drumming, right? Yeah. You're not. You're not. If you're not you're pointing at people you're next to you, you're not doing it. I right. just felt that so much. Like I was literally <laughs> just twisting at my fingers right now. I'm like so with you. That's the thing you gotta do. And if you do that with, with air drumming, with air guitaring, 
it, it has to be a giant phallic symbol. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> if, if you're not impregnating someone in the back of the auditorium, then you're not fucking doing it. <laughs> you're so not doing it right. It's just not done right. It's just not done. Like, uh, you were the ukulele. That's what you do. Go do the uk- air ukulele. Go stand over in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, AP Bio was, was another one that was uh, sort of a, a great comedy experience and those guys a lot of the guys on that show are writers for the show so so good yeah so while we're doing our thing they're coming up with spot stuff on the spot to to try and all that other stuff and it was um it was a funny uh story about that i had auditioned for it before the pandemic like the day before everything oh wow went quarantine and uh god we talk about the pandemic like like disaster like dystopian end of the world movies you know you know back back before the back before the collapse before the ice storm before the ice storm <laughs> ae after earth you know back when we we bathed and we actually could breathe the air bc bc um before COVID. Before COVID, right? <laughs> BC before COVID. Blair, you're a genius. Well done. Point that shit now. Once Blair, the season, pack your Blair bags. Has come to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah Blair made it. Blair. All right. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, I had I had auditioned for like the day before there was the, the quarantine, and then I never heard anything. And in the in the acting world, that's your that's your telltale sign. You think, ah, oh, okay, I did my thing. I didn't get the job. You move on to the next audition. And a year or so went by, and I saw that the season that that episode was supposed to be in was going to air on Peacock. So I really went, oh, I really didn't get the fucking job then. Oh, okay. And then I get a call as things are opening up again. As you know, the the rules are being... uh, like not not released, but you're in the school. Go outside. You can go play now. Um, regulations uh, lifted and regulations lifted. Yeah. Right. Uh, I get a call from my from my manager, and he's like, "Oh, yo, you you book AP Bio, dude." And I was yeah. like, and I literally was like, "When did I fucking audition?" For <laughs> What's AP Bio? <laughs> yeah, right. I did that. Um, cool. Right, and he's like, "Yeah, you remember we auditioned for you know you know you did this on time." I was like, "Oh shit, yeah!" And then I show up, and they went, "Yeah, we you booked it then, but COVID hit, and it threw all it, it as with the rest of the world, it threw everything for a loop, yeah. and scheduling changed." with when that episode when they wanted to do that episode and so they kicked it to the next season excuse me they really liked that storyline but they didn't you know it's like okay COVID, we're gonna go with everything is zooming sort of deal at first they didn't know what they were going to do you know, like everybody else time what they could film so the stuff that they had already mapped out and already written they kicked it to the next season but I had booked the show and nobody fucking told me. Yeah. So I felt like oh, funny. Um, I would have moved yeah, six you're... months ago. God damn, what the fuck, people? <laughs> <laughs> a, somebody's throwing me a freaking bone. Somebody somebody just tell me. A balloon me. or something. A balloon. So and when I sat when I showed up on set, we were, you know, hanging out and then 
they they started to tell the story and they go yeah nobody told you and i and i just looked <laughs> they're like oh man that's fucked up yeah, dude someone owes you a phone call uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a fruit basket or something, something. <laughs> yeah so oh, that was funny. that was cool but that was um a really really fun experience and i was i was so into the fake jewelry and the <laughs> the <laughs> and I kept asking him, can I unbutton another button to open my shirt yes. up to let all the, ta- the taco meat out? You know, yes. you the hamburger were, fly, bro. Let it hang. The girls on the let it hang, baby. Got me. We and, want uh, it. Funny. <laughs> they were, and there's stuff that got cut, you know, for the sake of time, oh, like sure. uh, shows, shows that um, in the situations like that, I like to use everyone. So people who are like extras, I'm like doing stuff with them. And I'd always check in. You know, we we live in a world today where you got to make sure shit's okay. So it's like always just check in with people and just go, yo, you you cool? You you good? I'm doing whatever. And they're like, they're like, oh yeah. But you know, a lot of them were appreciative. Thank you. Like, yeah, we're not just we're not just meat or, or mannequins here that you can just do whatever you want to because you're on the call sheet and we're not um i always like to give like check in with my fellow actors whether or not they are on the call sheet they're yeah. they're they're extras i've been there and those, so those, cool. those are people that desperately want to be involved no one aspires to be an extra no. and no. stay an Hell extra. No. that's supposed to Hell be a no. stepping stone an entry into you know get some exposure um that's really cool yeah. to do that yeah I that's know, awesome that keep cool. doing that like yeah. those people will really appreciate yeah, that more of that yeah people I appreciate that, that man totally Things, anything can happen. It's like a moment could happen and a director or producer goes, I like that shit. And then they get a bump. They've now gone from the extra to a speaking line and then they can get paid or, you know, join the union or whatever. They get tape. It's like, you know, just make it a real artistic or creative experience as well as possible. And make sure you try and look out for somebody on the way. Man, that's good advice for actors and non-actors. I know, just like all people need to take notes, please. (laughs) Yeah, each one, teach one. Take take somebody with you. You Blair, I'm telling you, you're going to write some shit. You You know I'm here for you, Jarvis. Yes, please. Blair's got it. She's got the stuff. And you've done a fair amount of both. Which do you enjoy more, the comedic roles or the dramatic roles? Uh, That's a a really great question. Um, I'd be lying if I said... Uh, I didn't have a choice. I just want to. I just want to act, right. you know. Because yeah. um, the, the thing about they each have their ups and downs for for me. I was, I was and it, it's more so a, about the project and the goal of the project versus doing comedy or doing drama. Sure. Okay. I know, you know what I'm saying. I have I have a lot of actor heroes and friends who are like I only like to do drama. Cause I'm a serious, you know, I'm serious actor. I like to have something to say. Sure. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Mel Brooks had a lot to say too. You <laughs> telling me right. he, he doesn't count, you know, <laughs> or, or Eddie Murphy or all these people. Great um, example too. Yeah. Mel Brooks, Martin Lawrence. There's a lot of, I mean, they do a lot say. of comedy. have a lot to say. Yeah. Richard Pryor. They have a lot to say, yeah, you Richard know, prior just only George, the George t- Carlin, touch the tip. George Carlin. I still quote, his bit about where he says the more syllables we add to to a thing is our way of softening it 
like trying to trying to bullshit our way through it. And I, I you know, I, I obviously butcher it and paraphrase it. But then he was like, you remember when you used to be in war? And it was shell shock. Yeah. You know, it was shell shock. He was like, it was two syllables. You felt that shit. You knew you were fucked up. <laughs> and then and now it's, he was like, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. He was like, it's eight syllables, man. I don't know what. He was like, it's some shit you catch on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that kind of biting wit comedy yeah. that is not, um, he's totally not making fun of anyone who has it or the condition. He's talking about the way we use language to, to cover things, to obfuscate a truth, you know? And since I'm a big language person, a big language guy as an actor, that kind of comedy really really speaks to me people yeah. like him and that that sort of thing um but it's for me it's just as palpable as watching brian cox or denzel or or kenneth Branagh or or francis mcdormand or or meryl street tear up a, a dramatic scene that you go god damn it you could i'll watch you do the fucking phone book motherfucker just, <laughs> holy shit you're amazing um <laughs> it's it's just as palpable but for me it's the project because sometimes drama for drama's sake doesn't say anything doesn't elucidate anything just because you you cried and just because you had a mean look on your face well who gives a fuck like, like what do what's you, the message what's the was it like that that's the the basis of soaps <laughs> you know yeah. we're just we're just emotional we're just and dramatic we're just crying and you know, my mom watches her stories. So, okay, cool. <laughs> Go sell some dishwashers and shit. <laughs> and, and then there are comedies that, yes, they, they, they do things where you should laugh, but there's, there's no, and again, this is me. I, I like an intelligence behind it. Even in the stupidest stuff, there needs to be an intelligence behind it. Yeah. So, you can get down with the Farrelly brothers or like you said, Martin Lawrence or, mm -hmm. or Eddie Murphy or, or Mel Brooks. But if, if for me, if, if a comedic project is, oh man, wouldn't it just be funny if they went on a road trip and everybody was farting in the car the windows were rolled up and it just, it just, just like, okay. The fat guy like, runs into the wall and falls down. Stupid right. humor. Yeah. yeah. Stupid, same stupid way. humor. Same way. Uh, that is good once. Yeah, Maybe good twice. Once. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. 90 minutes. Okay. That's 90 minutes that I'm, I'm, I'm real. Now you've insulted me because now I'm I'm complicit <laughs> in your bullshit for ninety now minutes. Unless you're a genius and you've really put your finger on the things that have never been done before, and if you can put ninety minutes together, that's that's the next Dumb and Dumber. And I was about to say Dumb and Dumber. There's always that outlier that I went, holy shit, that's great. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. um, they're still into like behind even the dumb parts of it, you know, like which makes it what it is. Well, that's when you get into like Family Guy Simpsons writing where, you know, one scene could be just stupid as hell. But there's also like really good writing behind it or in the next right. scene, like, sequence. Totally. Some totally. And, and and even a guy like uh, Seth MacFarlane, he's a genius. He's a like, he's a genius because when he does these stupid, stupid, stupid <laughs> jokes or these bits. For him to know 
that bit of pop culture or that bit of of science in order to make that stupid joke yeah. he has to know that first that's right you got to be so plugged and then in. so plugged in and then write that joke so it's not just about being a geek you know um i gotta know that 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 science theory i gotta know string theory i gotta know physics i gotta know all this shit in order to do the stupid fart joke you know the, the peter <laughs> peter falling falling out of something repeatedly uh, on his face oh my god oh my god peter why are you doing that i'm i'm stuck in a quantum you know feedback loop <laughs> he didn't right. just he like, didn't, he didn't just pull it, it out of his ass and that's the brilliance of that sort of comedy so i can get behind that stuff but if if they're Maybe it's just I also like uh, a true commitment to to your craft. You know, I, I watch stand up and I'm always drawn to the stand up comedians where there's there's a bit there's actual content. If you're just a funny guy or a funny woman and you can just say some shit and have some timing, that's good for a little bit. That's that's you'll, you'll make people laugh for a little bit, but we we want to have you constructed something you actually constructed uh you a made, set you made a show you made a show you you made a show you know what i'm saying otherwise you're just open mic night yeah and you just you you just have a really funny voice or you might not even be funny you might be funny looking Flashing so that anything you, yeah yeah anything you say or crowd work people is, laugh at crowd work <laughs> is cool but you know original bits and original comedy weighs a lot heavier Man, that's when you see a lot of actors who are like, I'm a comedic actor. Yeah, but you're not a comedian. You're not no, a stand-up comedian. And you get your ass handed to you when you show up. <laughs> different <laughs> right. ball game. Different ball game. You real, know. Real comedians don't take, you know, celebrities that just step on stage to use their power, their celebrity, you know, reach to further their career. You know, that's it's a craft that takes a long time. It's like it's a, a long time, twenty year craft to turn into a real touring comedian. That's yeah. not. It really pisses me off when you get someone who's just given a Netflix special. Adam Devine is the perfect example yeah. of yeah. that. Really funny guy, funny on shows. He's hilarious. That's one of the worst stand-ups I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> ever. Different ball game. Ever. Different ball game. Just. And, and you know what the worst part about that is? The the the. You remember that old Dave Chappelle bit when it's like gotcha bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got your money yeah that was do? a fucking money grab and a half right there <laughs> it was gotcha. someone there's another comedian that could have had that netflix special that would have been really more deserving of it but i they made it for a they're reason not, they're not gonna get it they're not gonna get it i'm sure he got his but he won't get another one because that it wasn't no. very good right yeah that's why i liked a lot of these uh networks like um comedy central Oh, yeah. and stuff and, and started doing these sometimes half hour but like 45 minute specials of the journeyman kind of comedian that the people who are really fucking good but yeah. they're just on the circuit you're, they haven't yeah. had a tv show they're not in a movie they're the people you should know yeah but you don't know because that that magic moment hasn't happened Right. You know, that's yes. true. Those are the best comedians to support. I too. know. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, They're man. The work they deserve to be there. You just haven't heard them yet. Yeah. And it's not like it's not. It, look, I could go down this rabbit hole forever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do you know, it's, it's not like um, dinner theater. You know, dinner theater kind of kind of acting is, is when people are like, you know, I always had a, a hobby. 
and it was my secret passion. But they're like, I'm not trying to get paid for this shit. I'm not doing that. I, you know, I got a job at IBM or you know, whatever. I'm I'm good. I, I work. I, I I get my commas and zeros. I'm not going out there fucking starving. That but but people seem to look at comedians in that way. If I haven't seen you, if I haven't seen you on a stand-up special or in a movie, you know. I, you ain't shit. And I'm like, that's not true. These people are like driving and flying all over the country. You know, I have a friend right now who she's been on the tonight show. She, she's been doing it for 20 years. She's just now yep. getting on, you know, sometimes Netflix specials yeah. and, and what have you. And, uh, she, she has a joke. I don't know if it's an actual one of her jokes. I shouldn't tell her material. No, you know what? Fuck it. She put that shit on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, out. And, right. And she she basically just said, holy shit, I have reached that status where I can set and forget my bills. Like, auto pay. She's like, holy shit. This is how the other half lives. Like, this is... It's a big day. It's a big day. Yeah. And we were crying, laughing over that because... That's that's real shit. I yes. went through that period of being, you know, uh, panicked. Did the bill go through? Yeah. Constantly checking my account. Do I have enough? Oh my god, it's going to it's going to bounce. And my wife was like, "What's wrong with you? Why don't you check your ledger?" I do, but the, then the automatic computer tells me I didn't have enough money, but I really did because it's in holding, and <laughs> my bill is going, my rent is going to bounce. And she was like, "You're an asshole. You really need to." <laughs> Like manage your situation better. I I, I truly think, yeah. One of the cornerstones of our our marriage was auto pay. Auto pay. <laughs> it is Me extremely helpful out. in a marriage. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's a lot of things extremely helpful in a marriage, and one of them is not to be the asshole. Whatever facilitates that, you do it. That's good advice. How I'm gonna remember that? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, get that shit tattooed on your forehead every time you look in the mirror. Don't be in it, but you gotta get it backwards so that when you look in the mirror, it's, it's clear. <laughs> Good thing you're not that much of an asshole. I'm trying. Yeah, I appreciate you I'm for trying. that. <laughs> you mentioned some really big names earlier, Brian Cox and Denzel. Are there any favorite actors of yours or influences you could point to and just say that's why I wanted to become an actor? Oh hell's yeah, hell's yeah. Um, oh man, uh, but people like uh, Lawrence Fishburne, people obviously oh, so Denzel. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I was younger, you couldn't tell me shit. I just knew I was going to be the next Fishburne. That's what I wanted. I loved everything about him. Uh, even Cowboy Curtis on Pee Wee's Playhouse. No. I was like, goddamn right. Fuck yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about, yeah. too. And that was yeah. just resurrected in like a meme a few weeks ago. It's like, oh my God, that <laughs> was him. Holy I'm almost shit. 41, baby. I know Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. Cowboy Curtis. Street Jerry Curlin. Right. Oh. right. <laughs> Love Lawrence. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah that, so that's fun. a good answer. That's like a good, um, good fucking actor. But, but him, um, uh, Trudel Edgefor, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Hardy, uh, um, Morgan Freeman. Gene Hackman, Gene, um, yeah. Morgan Freeman, of course. Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, and Gina Davis. Yeah, uh, classics. And even for me, like uh, I'm, I'm drawn to because I read a lot of interviews. I watch a lot of interviews, uh, which is funny. I do the interviews. I don't do Q and A's so much. I don't like going to Q and A's. 
because I always feel like in an interview, I, I can get so much more, uh, I can get fed so much more. Q and A's after like a certain movie or on a press junket always feel like the emissary. Like there, there is the, <laughs> the representative, you know, oh my God, well, you would know when we did this, it was, um, it was 30 below and I dug deep in my bag of tricks. And <laughs> this is where I, that is where I came up with this, this character. And it was like, like how much what? of that to you bullshit? How much of that is like made up on the spot? I'm sure most people bullshit. Half of the- A lot of it is bullshit. A lot of it is bullshit. And, and that, that's a very, uh, there are going to be people who are going at me. They're going to come at me in social media, whatever else, but it's just part of it is human nature. Cause you got to think, you're seeing one interview yeah. or, or press or piece of the press junket. They have to regurgitate that for 40 people. And that's like physical. Then there's the online <laughs> portion of the junket. There's the, <laughs> oh, no. the people who just stick a recorder in their face as they're walking through the hallway. You know, some of that stuff is because they're, they're good sound bites. They're the, they're the good story that you tell when you get on, you know, you gotta have a good snappy story when you get on, uh, tonight show when you're when you're there with jimmy or you're on uh you know whatever uh what's the one on abc jimmy kimmel jimmy you know fallon you know fallon all the conan you know colbert. you gotta have that good yeah. story colbert for people to pay attention justify staying up late to see you pontificate about being rich like you gotta have something that <laughs> we still agree with you even though i just saw you got paid 20 million dollars like tell me some shit that <laughs> makes me feel like we're the same something relatable um, something relatable mm-hmm. um but interviews like our interview you know here is we're we're talking about some stuff and usually those tend to at least in my experience they they skew towards honest revelations that i go both as a individual and as craft that i can incorporate that i can learn something from and I, when I when I the reason I'm saying that is because people like Gina Davis and and Sigourney Weaver um, have done work in in a such a male dominated field that the work is fucking top notch. But when you hear them talk about that outside of it, you learn so much more of the shit that they went through and what they had to to go through. You know, Sandra Bullock. You ever listen to interviews with Sandra Bullock when she talks about? Having fighting to to get Miss Congeniality no, made the way no. she wanted it because she was like they wanted a male love interest and she was like fuck that this we're not this ain't about me chasing after some guy you know yeah it's gonna be me this. that's not the point of this and so it gives you insight into that experience and at the same time uh, their their personality who who they are what they stand for what they're like I'm, I'm doing that i'm not doing that keeping it moving instead of things that for me like you said come out as self-aggrandizing bullshit i'm wonderful look how great i am i'm such an amazing fucking actor <laughs> um so yeah people people like gina davis and, and sandra bullock and the like and who who else? And I like I like actors that are money, no matter what they're in, and that's always like like a Morgan Freeman. Right, he could be in the shittiest movie, 
and Morgan Freeman was going to be good. Kills so and good yeah. every single time. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Every single time. First Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, my God. In Boogie Nights, when he's holding the boom microphone, yeah. and the first time yep. Marky Mark pulls his dick out, and he sees it, and he's breathing, breathing deep, sweating, breathing all over it. Yeah, we didn't, we we didn't have to. Not once in that entire movie do they have a conversation where they go, "You know, he's gay, right?" You didn't have to fucking do that. You didn't have to. Philip do that. Se- didn't have to do that. Philip no. Seymour Hoffman says, "Watch this good shit." So good. He is such a great example of there are no small parts. No. The way he had to get there, too, through the Twister and Boogie Nights roles. After Twister, I thought, like, oh, oh, they're so nice. Twister, they they cast this man in this role, and he's doing so (laughs) great. He's killing it. And I'm like, holy crap. A a great interview with a well-known casting director in Hollywood talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman when he died. She was recounting a story that she had tried to cast him in a movie early on in his career and it would have put him on the map much earlier. And she admittedly was like, the role was not good. The role was not a good role. Oh, right. oh man. And he said, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. He could see. And that's, that's unheard of. That's unheard of when you're, when you're a no name, you know, yeah. when you're eating top ramen and somebody says, well, I'm, I'm going to pay you $50,000 for, for two weeks or two months worth of work. You're like, hell, fuck, yeah, I'm yeah. come out here, and I'm going to do it. And she was like, even then, and she knew, she was like, the talent wasn't the issue. She was like, he was so much more talented than that part. It was, it was the confidence of self to, to know, yeah, if I do this, I'm, it's going to kill my career early on, but even more so, I'd hate myself because the role was shit. Yeah, you gotta have some and real foresight. Sometimes to you gotta pass on the opportunities that aren't best. Man, when the rent is due, then they come knocking on your door. Right. right. <laughs> or your your lights What's are the flickering. Job? Let's do it. They they're throttling your internet. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna go out here and do this this stuff, you know. Um, but people people like like that. Um, so and even in those moments, again, your character. Yeah. Your your character, your integrity, like that's what you you gotta hang on to as much as you can because there are gonna there are going to be moments in life as with your career where you're gonna have to you're, there's gonna be a concession there's 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 gonna be a compromise. People think compromise is a dirty word. Compromise is just a fucking word. It just says okay, you get some, I get some, and we're square. But what are you getting and what are you giving? Right. That's that's the the question and what can you live with after the fact and some folks can do some things to to get what they want and hey man i hope they gave you enough commas and zeros (laughs) (laughs) whatever helps you sleep at night (laughs) whatever helps you sleep at night you know we'll we'll cover up all the mirrors in the house you don't have to look at yourself (laughs) like a fucking vampire We always um, like asking this question. If you could walk onto the cast of any show that's currently running, what would it be? Mm, one that's paying commas and zeros, man. What's left? Um, I would say uh, shows like um, right now, House of Dragons. Yeah. Oh. Good call. House of Dragons. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the first few episodes? I have. Your thoughts? I have. I am caught up. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm really liking it. Me too. I'm really liking it. I'm uh, I'm 
I'm concerned the way I am for most shows that have a huge fandom, that it doesn't turn into fan service. You know, that that's, I think that's one of the worst things that ever happens to any sort of project is when it's purely, when it purely becomes fan service. Yeah. The fans want this, the fans want this. And I'm like, yeah, most people will get, will eat a shitty hamburger if you give it to them because it's a hamburger and they say they want a hamburger. Let me give you some fucking, you know, Morton's Steakhouse, Ruth's Chris shit, yeah. some filet, you know, Wagyu. We massaged that fucker until we killed it. Yes. We sang, we sang Beethoven to that to that <laughs> cow before we murdered it. It, it, it. There was nothing but love flowing through yes. its muscles. This and you're Wagyu gonna get that was love. only fed Kobe beef. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which was fed unicorn meat, which was fed pure angels from the gods. Like, this shit, when you eat it, it will, you might like bust your pants right there. Oiled by the tears of Zeus. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and that's the thing. And so sometimes fan service sometimes becomes uh, folks become slavish to it instead of a well thought out, well executed narrative and yeah. things suffer, suffer for it. And then everyone points the finger afterwards and they go, oh, why did that suck? Because like, everybody is your sat fault. there and complained. This is your, your, it's kind of your fault. Everybody it's complained. Your fault. You wanted this. This is what you got. Now we all hate it. Thank you. Now we all hate it. Thank you. And it gets canceled. <laughs> and you ruined everything. You look at a Grey's Anatomy, you look at Law and Order, they are formats that just lend to real life changeover. You know, oh, here's a new police officer. Here's a new detective yeah. who just came to the, to the precinct. Oh, here are new interns who just graduated. You know, newbies who just graduated from the academy, uh, the academy or, or, or med school. It's kind of hard to say, oh, my God, look, here's a new drug dealer from, you know, <laughs> who just dropped out of high school and he's the new kingpin. Hey. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, really? It doesn't, we can't do 15 seasons of that. <laughs> no. The wire wouldn't have lasted as long as it did if it went that route. Yeah. <laughs> no, hell no, hell no. <laughs> Folks would have sniffed that out yeah. and said, "David, um, David Simon, we love you, but fuck you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the, the what's the curb your enthusiasm? If yeah. I could, if I could walk on curb your enthusiasm right now, I think Larry David is fucking brilliant. I think he's a comic genius. I think if anybody's pulling uh, Mel Brooks type writing and, and show show construction today, I would say it's him. And one of the one of the brilliant things I love about his show is, um, you know, he's like, you know, obviously everybody's seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's the ultimate misanthrope, you know, yeah. commercially old bastard. <laughs> um, but he didn't do what I think a lot of shows would have done, which is I'm still OK. There would have been some sense of ego in that equation yeah. that as the lead, as Larry, I would have still been okay. Instead of at the end of every episode, he's the dickweed that <laughs> yeah. did some ignorant shit and somebody lost their job or somebody's marriage was, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, like destroyed or what have you. There would have always been this saving 
coming out on top smelling like a rose instead of wow larry you are really fucking awful you are like a like the worst <laughs> motherfucker ever and and yet i can't stop watching you every week because yes. of that so you know just just being around that and they i, I know some people who've done the show and they're like it's so much fun it's so much fun and um they, they're doesn't seem to be a uh, a pretentiousness right. with Larry. It, it, man, look, when when you get into into Hollywood or or in any industry, you know, you start to realize I I want to like the people I work with. I I because you conceivably could be around them for years yeah. if it's a television show and you cook it right, you do some Marvel shit. 10 years you know this is can you imagine if everybody on the whole marvel stable chris hemsworth robert downey jr you know they all hated each other like i fucking hate this dude and yet i'm in i'm I'm jumping into every one of his movies and he's jumping into mine that would be you know that would be super rough and they're all professionals they're all professionals they would be great um but there's only so many dirty dancing situations that you can have where the two leads hate each other but you never know it only that can only that can only happen so many times after especially in this social media age folks are gonna sniff it out it's true this whole shit that's going on with uh don't worry darling you know it's just an example whether or not it really happened the 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 legend has become fact that old bagger vance phrase uh, not Bagger Vance. Um, the legend of fucking Bagger Vance. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was what was the Western? Uh, Liberty Valance. The oh, yeah. the legend of Liberty Valance, and they they have a phrase in there <laughs> where they fucking Bagger Vance. That's something I totally would have. Matt Damon, Will Smith. I'm like, wow, that's getting deep here. Look. <laughs> I, I'm that guy that if I ever went on Family Feud with you, it's a 50-50. <laughs> I'm going to make the blooper reel on YouTube. Right. Where it's like, that's us too. That's that's what you fucking said? That's what you that's what came here, right? It's always about the bloopers anyway. Yeah. we My, my wife te- still teases me. We were playing, um, like, not Pictionary, but, but kind of like charades with a bunch of friends. It was a game night. And I started acting it out and I go, they couldn't get it. And I go, God's boys. And they go, what? And I went, it was apostles. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? God's boys. I was like, this is, this is what came to my brain. I would have never yeah. gotten that. The homies, never gotten that. come on, you know. <laughs> the homies. <laughs> yeah, know. I, I'm not getting invited back. I'm not getting invited back. Kicked out of game night. Oh, it's yeah, Jackie, you can come. Your husband. <laughs> he has to sit out of this one, okay? Yeah, bring bring a bring a, a seat filler. Bring a <laughs> bring somebody who can sit out. And you went to school for acting at Penn State, no less, where lots of good actors have graduated from. But before that, you played football at Howard University, another great school. HU, HU, you know, (laughs) I was strong safety. Strong safety. Um, Wow. I was strong safety. I was much bigger. I was about you know two hundred five, pushing two ten, sort of deal. Safety. I was big. Yeah, you know, uh, fly up and hit him, man. You know, uh, free flow to the ball. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's, so it was a wonderful time. We won a national championship in 96. Um, 
still love those guys. I actually just caught up with some of them uh, the other day. One of them is the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Oh, cool. Uh, Pep Hamilton, uh, him and, and Ted White, those were my quarterbacks when I, when I came into school. So cool going against that? them, yeah, every day in one-on-ones and seven-on-seven, talking shit all day long, <laughs> you know. And, th- and those dudes are from the South. Like, I mean, football players are athletes. They, they talk shit. But it, it, it's like a – I don't know if it's in the water, but it's su- the further south you go, the more shit you talk. You just – if you are not talking cash shit, <laughs> by the time you hit Louisiana, that's, that's where a lot of them are from. They're yep. from, like, Louisiana or Florida. And then, like we were saying before, you ain't doing it right. You're not about that life. Yeah. You get down to the southeast, that's where you're <clears throat> really statement. doing the chirping, yeah. You got to. And, and P, that whole – Man, don't say anything about his mama. Fuck that shit. Put your mama in too. Yeah. You know, exactly. we're, we're gonna throw your mama in there and everything because it's it, it, you you know the blade is sharpened against steel, sharpened against some, uh, another more steel or whatever. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta bring that heat because I gotta know that come Sunday or in college Saturday, right? When when we go out there and that guy is 250, 260, and he's he's barreling down on me, you're going to pick up that block that you're not going to wilt under that kind of pressure, whether or not he trucks you, Hey, you stuck your nose in there. You know, you, you showed heart and, and you were, you were, you had my back and I have yours. Um, which is a a really painful way to make friendships. Men, men have really (laughs) painful ways to form bonds. True. But those are close bonds. Close bonds, like the close bonds, like that's my brother. How man, they were shooting at us. We were, they were shooting at us and beating us down. That is my brother. I was going to say, it takes the post traumatic stress disorder, the eight <laughs> syllables in order to get that it kind really of bond. Family. Yeah, that takes at least totally. eight, ten syllables. <laughs> at least, at least. Otherwise, I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah, well, the I NFL season just started. Who do you like this year? Eagles, baby. Eagles. Uh-huh. Eagles. I'm- Thought that was the I'm case. an Eagles fan. Now I've I've seen you that you support the LA teams when it comes to the baseball and basketball, but you're a Birdman when it comes to football. This is true. I am. Oh, I am. Boy, it Blake. is. Blair and I are from Dallas. This is all friendly and tough. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. We were just talking about talking shit. I mean, here we go. Philly Cowboys. Here we go. What do you here want to hear? I mean, my, my mother's a Dallas fan. I oh. give it to her every Sunday. Yes, as you should. Your mom's a Dallas fan, and you're an Eagle. What kind of son are you this is awful <laughs> look Poor you know what i and look i used to I, and here's real talk i i used to like not to like like the cowboys but first of all if you wanted to eat in the household you <laughs> you didn't say shit about the cowboys <laughs> troy aikman is her man troy aikman and emmett those are her her men God, so you were mom. like oh Troy had a great game this week. Oh my God! Emmett ran for two hundred yards. Oh, you see the holes tonight. he had. He could have been in a fucking wheelchair and and made through those holes, man. But um, but no, I I you know I'm from Virginia. She's from Shreveport, Louisiana, actually. So she's a Dallas fan and a Saints fan. Okay. You know, yeah, Shreveport like is far that. enough. I'm in Virginia, and all we had was at that time it was the Redskins. You can't say that anymore. Can't but you know the commanders. Here we are, the Cowboys and Eagles going. At least we're not Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I like uh, I like back. 
I like Zeke. I like Dak. And, and it's really for me, like, if, and really, if you really, really ask me, which you are, and even if you're not, I'm going to fucking tell you. Uh, <laughs> I have such a just confusion with with Dallas fans that no matter how the team does during the year, they're always Super Bowl bound. Like, always Super Bowl bound. And I don't mean, like, loving your team and going rah-rah, but <laughs> Bengals fans fucking know they're not going to the fucking Super Bowl. They know that. Okay, you might win a game here, too, but that's not that's just not where we are. It's funny you mentioned and, that. I was just about and, to say, yeah. I really think this is our year. Now, I said that, like, <laughs> but let, let me Classic break this down. Cowboys thing really to think say. this is our year. I mean, this is, break this is it our down. year, of course. I think it's just Cowboys have all the hope and just like that we'll get back to our heyday. Well, there was know? a time where it felt like we made the Super Bowl every year. Yo, dominating, dominating offense, punishing defense for for years, and I again, I'm. Even in sports, like you said, I'm an L.A. guy. So oddly enough, from Virginia, I've always been a diehard Lakers fan. I grew up, Magic was posters all over my wall. Yeah. Cry when he announced he, he had HIV. Like, I was fucked up about it. Right. But um, you look at the state of the Lakers right now, a team is built, or a dynastic team is built organically from within. You can't buy that shit. There's something to be said about if you cook it right, your business individually, because, you know, each player is an individual business unto themselves, right? They got to pay taxes in every state they play in and whatever. So, okay, I'm going to make money off of something else. Endorsements, uh, I have a shoe, uh, I have a TV show, whatever. The money you want to pay me as a player, put that shit into the team. Jordan did it. Yeah, Tom Brady did it, and look, dynasties, dynastic teams. If that's what you, if that's what you say, you're really about. If you want to get rings, I'm a big believer that the rings bring bring the money, because winning brings money. There are a lot of people who got paid a whole lot of money, and nobody gave a shit about their team. Nobody, nobody watched. Nobody came. Nobody showed up. It's rare that you get uh, a packed stadium in Cleveland with a, with a losing record, you know, that's not every sort of franchise. So yeah, you, you guys just gotta stop being greedy and figure out your money, right. If you really want to win, because everybody is winning when we get a championship. Yeah. People. Yeah. People you've never fucking heard of (laughs) like, dude, you, you, you weren't even on the bench. You were the dude holding up the bench and you got a (laughs) ring. And next thing you know, you're you're ten million dollars richer. Like, yeah. isn't that just smarter business? But hey, man, I just work here. I don't know. I don't know nothing, man. I don't know the team. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out here rooting like like the rest of it. <laughs> well, speaking of winning, there's some wild speculation that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East this year. You don't buy into these crazy conspiracies, oh. do you? It, it's not speculation. It's time travel because time, time travel, travel is real. Time travel is real. Marty McFly is a real person. He went to the future. He came back and he told us the Eagles win the fucking NFC East this year. You're keep, I like, smell a jersey bed. Hand down. I smell a jersey bed. <laughs> Here for it. I think we need to see you post a pic on your gram with a uh, a Cowboys jersey on. It'd make your mother proud anyway. You know she'd oh. like it. Oh, okay. Ooh, would that jersey oh. kill me to do this? We'll do it too. We'll do we'll, the exact we'll same thing. And this is three to one. So we'll have three Eagles, Eagles? jerseys on. 
got to do it. That's if they win. If if the Washington whatever or the Giants win. That's no a dice. tough one. I'm, I'm into that bet. Not okay. Yeah. I'm into that bet. Yeah. I'm into that bet. That's a bet. For Jarvis. Bet. And, Only and for normally, Jarvis. Oh, yeah. And, you know, exactly. Only for you guys. Only for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. First Crunch of all, only. My, my skin is delicate. I ain't putting no cowboy paraphernalia on this shit. Um, I get but... it. If you weren't from Dallas, I would hate it just it like everyone good else. You, just All the saying. bandwagon fans were so obnoxious. Just a, big, it's awful. just a big star. Just a big star for no reason. What is this? Walk of Fame? Oh, what is it's... America's Got Talent? This is a big fucking star. It's so symmetrical. It looks so good. Just, yeah. The stars. Symmetry is great. Symbol of the power. symmetry is great. And uh, But the other reason I normally wouldn't make that bet is is less about the cowboys and it's more about i am a shitty better i'm <laughs> shitty 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 good things shitty cowboys. <laughs> right i might be i might be hooking y'all up um my <laughs> wife is like you are too emotional you like narratives you like stories i'm like i'm an actor and she's like yeah betting is not about that shit betting is about facts and, yeah and research and st- research and statistics and you're the one who's like he's an underdog he's dude yes i'm so <laughs> the same as jarvis tyler would be yeah, the same she... as you i feel like no. no oh my god she's like she's like you better not bet kids college fund because you'll fuck it up you you'll you're that dude you're the dude who goes to vegas and keeps asking for a marker <laughs> because you're a dude <laughs> So typically, I don't, I don't bet. So, no, but a jersey, get a jersey on the, on the, on the ground, you know, shouting, shouting out whoever wins the NFC East Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I like and, this. Um, this is good. And then shouting you guys out. It's, it's good love, man. It's yeah, good love. Exactly. Good luck. We look forward to doing the same. I want to uh, hold another sign saying we we lost a jersey bet to Ed Jarvis George. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. When you said a jersey bet, I went into my brain. It was like. What what does that mean? What is Jersey? What is that? I gotta do. What are we doing? Is this, is this some weird I New just... Jersey trend I don't know about? <laughs> some weird TikTok challenge? Are we going listen, to Jersey? What are we going? Listen, I play fantasy football, and I have seen some shit people had to do when they lose their league. Yeah, and that's why I was like, is that it? Is that like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stand on the street corner, <laughs> right? Like. Selling lemonade, hot lemonade, and you know, <laughs> nothing but your jersey, and nothing but your jersey. Yes, or, I, I saw one where the, these guys made their made their friend um, do a pinup calendar, a month, a, a twelve month, and he had to do all these really oh, wow. ugly, That's sexy good. poses. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we take Why our fantasy league seriously too. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll remember that. I'm the commissioner. <laughs> right. Hardcore. Totally hardcore. <laughs> Well, before we let you go, what have you been working on lately? Any new and exciting projects coming up? Um, yeah, actually, um, not not as an actor, but as a producer and a writer. My nice. my, my brother Jason is on um, Station Nineteen, uh, the Shonda Rhimes yeah. show on ABC. Oh. He's he's been in the Shonda Rhimes camp for for years, and he and I said, um, "Hey, man, we're we're not that dumb. We can make a show." We can we can make some shit. So we're actually producing uh, projects. We actually wow. have a a couple you. of series and some movies that we're producing and shop around town right now. And I, I have a I, I have a phrase, and it might not be the best phrase, but the shit works for me. Is I always say there are there are a lot dumber people than me that did it. Man, you I know? say that all the I, time, I'm right? 
that, that like it, bounces around in my brain a few times a day. Like that's all so the time, you say all that. the time. Um, I actually said it to my wife uh, when she was pregnant in <laughs> the moments when we would freak out <laughs> about having a kid. And I said, look, a lot of dumber motherfuckers than us did it. Yeah, so, we can do this. Oh, Jarvis, that's I, exciting. Yeah, thank you. It's, it, it is exciting. It's, it's, um, it's exciting and it is hold your hold your ass scared shitless yeah all it all at once you know but that's the part of the that's fun. why you that's part of the fun you know um no risk one of my reward. favorite right one of my favorite quotes is um from uh three kings you guys ever seen three kings with george clooney oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a while but i do remember ice that. cube it's been yeah. a while oh yeah the cube and spike jones and uh cliff cliff curtis he's another actor that I'm really taken with. He was he was the older or, or like kind of the elder, not elder statesman, but in the Iraqi town. He he played Smiley in Training Day. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, he's so he's good. A, yes. he's, he's a he's a Maori New Zealand actor who he's done. He's got British wild range. This guy, Chico, you know, Cholo Mexican. Yeah, he's an Iraqi. Like he. He's he, he's going. I think he did a, sh- a movie where he was black too, where he was like a light skinned black dude. Like oh, he's fucking a beast. Man. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, talent wise, yes, but he has the look that you go, I buy it. Um, yeah, Christian Bale <laughs> being on the wire. I don't know, man. He ain't being Marlo's new crew. Right. That's just not gonna. That's no. really not gonna work out. Um, it's <laughs> not gonna work out. <laughs> that's not gonna work out. Um, <laughs> but. Um, so the quote in the movie is uh, Spike Jones gets shot, right? And, and long story short, they get shot. They, they're doing this thing in this town. They end up, they're, three, they're soldiers, and they're there to steal some gold at the end of the first Iraq war from one of Sodom's vaults. And the vault is under this town in the middle of nowhere. And they end up having to become the heroes that they weren't in the actual war. In the actual war, it happened so quick, and everything was Scud missiles, they were just like, oh, fuck, we didn't do anything. They heard a story about some gold. They go to steal gold. But there are Iraqi soldiers there, real deal Iraqi soldiers. And they're like, oh, shit, and they got to be these heroes. And Spike Jones tells, uh, he gets ends up getting shot in a firefight. And he's, you know, they're, they're in, a, in a room. And he's, he's really freaking out because he's shot. And he's like, war is real. You know, it wasn't a video game. I'm, I'm fucking shot and I'm dying. And he says, I'm scared, man. And he's embarrassed that he's afraid. And George Clooney is like, you know, what are you talking about? And he's like, I want to be like you, man. I want to be him and and Mark Wahlberg. He's like, I want to be a hero. I want to be courageous. And the the heroes are not afraid. And they, are you kidding? I'm scared shitless. You know, you do the thing that you're scared shitless of and you get courage afterwards. Yeah. And I was blown away. I was blown away. And I, I know that that, yeah, that phrase obviously through human history has taken on many forms. You can read it in any, you know, any philosophical right. uh, book, any, any religious text. But as a young kid, you know, <laughs> who's watching a movie thinking he's going to see Ice Cube rip some shit and then see this movie <laughs> that's impacting him that told him go out in the world and really contemplate doing the thing that scares you the most because that's the thing you need to do. You need to cross that barrier of fire because that's the only way you 
actually gain confidence. That's the only way you you gain you know your principle and your your integrity is formed. It's it's not just oh, I'm a, I'm nothing scares me. You're a liar. Either if, if you're either a liar or you're psychotic. Yeah, yeah. it's true. No, real growth comes so, from the other side. You're right. One hundred percent agree with that. One hundred. And then you can, you, and you'll always get scared, but I can manage it. I can, I can figure it out, you know. And all of that said, back to the producing thing and and moving uh, projects around town is is uh, when you get scared or you get a little uh, nervous, a little tense. You're like, I can do this. Take a couple deep breaths. Remember that they're probably scared shitless too because their kids are in private school and they got bills to pay and they got to appease somebody else. So we're all human beings trying to, trying to do some quality. Yeah. Let's do that. It usually works out well, man. Man. Well said. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Jarvis. We really appreciate your time. So much fun. Oh man. I love it, man. We got to keep in touch too. Cause one, I want to stay following (laughs) these projects that you're on in two. We got our Jersey bed going. So we have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. Yeah. We definitely ain't crunched on. You invited Blair to Hollywood. She's already packed (laughs) her bags. I'm not forgetting. It's going to be play dates. It's going to be play dates. (laughs) Yes. You're coming over to the barbecue next weekend. We're all coming. That's what's happening, man. Look, um, we'll, we'll follow each other. You know, obviously on on all the the social on, on Al Gore's internet on the <laughs> socials, you know. Uh, I'm at I I think I'm at JWG Actor on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay, good. I'm not into TikTok yet because I'm lazy, so I always feel like, man, I don't I'm not doing a video. I'm not doing a video. I'm not just jumping up and just Same. doing a video. I'm not doing <laughs> that's, that's it. A, that's I'm a not lot. doing it. Not doing it. Or I'm going to see you pop up and be like, "There's Charlie." There he is. It, he did. There oh yeah. Did. He's yeah, doing. and you and you'll see me doing from AP Bio. Yeah, yeah, hey. I love yeah. that. Thank you, thank you, Steph. How are, how are you? Ooh, yeah, yeah. sing it. That would get so many TikTok views. Oh, yeah, it really would. would. Yeah. yeah, that would smash. That's a, that's another reason we had so much fun. Is like I said, I can't sing. So I was like, yeah, I'm going for it because I I know I can't sing. That's the joke. Funny scene. Well, thank you again, Jarvis. Really do appreciate the time. Look forward to talking again soon. You're most welcome, guys. Thank uh, you so much, thank man. You. Thanks, thank sir. Have a good you. weekend. Have a good weekend, guys. You Take care. too. Bye. Peace. Wow, he's really cool. How good fun dude. Wow. is Jarvis? So cool. Could I talk got... to him for another hour. Yeah, good dude. He's an Eagles fan. It got all nasty. <laughs> <laughs> National Geographic. There. Tensions went high. <laughs> Hot news. New Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code Crunchy, they're offering five times the entries right now, all for a brand new Lamborghini plus $60,000 in cash. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SomethingCrunchy.com where you'll find every episode of links for social media and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of Crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's the Something Crunchy Facebook group where the memes flow like wine and the women instinctively flock like the salmon of the Capistrano. <laughs> this has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. You know, there's a there's a great clip from um, a movie with Robert De Niro with uh, the Analyze This. It was an outtake. 
the outtakes. Yeah. And you could tell he was fed up. He was supposed to be mimic, you know, mimicking, jerking off. And you could tell he just was like, this is take 15. I don't even do this in my real life. Like I'm done by now. How the fuck am I doing this over and over again? I don't need 15 takes. I don't need 15 takes. I'm good. I'm good with one. Um, but that's how I feel like it, that experience would be like on a, a curb of enthusiasm. 